It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you're listening to our show on podcast, you're late. You're missing out on all we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app. Search and favorite LTN radio. Today on the show, the best Christian Christmas albums of all time. <laughs> and AA Batteries joins us again for a discussion. Uh, we've also got a game, a bad joke, tales of Florida man, five random facts, things we love, and more. But first, today is Wednesday, December 16th. We've got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It is, I don't like this word, <laughs> Pythagorean Theorem hey! Day. Whew. First try. Whee, that was hard. <laughs> I think I broke a sweat. <laughs> and it's also chocolate covered anything day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what, like mm? uh, strawberries? Uh, yeah. Oreos. Potato chips. Oh. <laughs> uh, crickets. I'd eat a cricket if it was chocolate covered. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because I wouldn't see it. You know what I mean? It'd just be some salty, crunchy thing in the middle of the, the chocolate. Okay, so can I just say, <laughs> when we did our cricket taste test, yeah. we were in the sound booth recording at that point. Yeah. And it's not really well lit in the sound booth. It's kind of in the shadow of the sanctuary. Yeah. You know? It's like two shadows crisscross over it. Yeah. yeah. So I really didn't see the crickets very well when we taste tested. I didn't look like a cricket to me mm. in any way, shape, or form. But I took them home, and Chris and I believe it was Chris and Cannon that both tried one. And as they get them out of the bag, they're like, oh my gosh, they actually look like crickets. You can see their eyes and everything. And I was like, whatever. They're, they, Oh my word, yes they do! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thankful that the sound For booth the <laughs> was in the shadow. Because here in the studio, it's pretty well lit. It is incredibly well lit. So, yeah, I don't think I would have been able to power through as well as I did. I'm just grateful they didn't have legs. Yeah. The legs would have done it for me. That's true. That's very true. (laughs) Well, it is game day Wednesday, and I am back on my quest to regain the undisputed back row championship title belt, which I haven't held for months. Hmm. Today we are playing a game called Rapid Fire. In this game, we each take a round where we have to list things in sets of three. We can pass, but if we pass on one, we can't pass on the next one. The rounds are timed, and it's all about answering the most things in a round. Passing also takes a time penalty. So we will do our best, uh, best of three, I guess, to determine a winner of today's bout. Okay. And Hold on, I'm like rereading over the rules, rules because right. they're slightly confusing it's like to me. The, it's like the say three thing where 
you know, but in that other game, the five second guess, you have five seconds to guess those three. In this, you keep doing sets of three. There's a timer. I don't know how long the timer goes, but it runs down. Okay. And you're trying to get the most sets answered in that time. Okay. If you pass on one, you can't pass on the next one. It doesn't give you the option. Got it. And so if okay. you don't know those three, you just run out the clock. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Here we go. Name three birds. Oriole, Blue Jay, Mocking. Name three genres of music. Rock, rap, indie. <laughs> Name three types of fabric. Cotton, polyester, satin. Jeez. Name three Simpsons characters. Bart, Maggie, Lisa. Name three words that rhyme with numb. Rum, hum, bum. <laughs> Name three members of the royal family. Harry, Prince Harry, Prince William, and Princess Kate. Name three reality TV stars. Oh, Mike the Situation. Uh, uh, oh, 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 Polly D. And, um, oh, Sammy. <laughs> Name three nouns. Megan, Matt. <laughs> um, my dog, Ace. <laughs> Name three types of cancer. Ovarian, stomach, liver. Name three basketball players. Michael Jordan. Dang, Mo. Whee. You got nine. Thanks. I'm already going to lose. <laughs> it's best two out of three. So. Okay. <sighs> All right, ready? Yeah. Name three things found in a school. Pencils, pencil sharpeners, erasers. Name three words that rhyme with kick. Pick, lick, tick. Name three words that rhyme with made. Paid, laid, and grade. <laughs> Name three 3D shapes. <laughs> a cube, a cone, and a cylinder. <laughs> Name three characters in Friends. Rachel, Ross, and uh, uh, b- b- why? Why can't I? Uh, why can't I think of them? Joey, gosh. <laughs> Name three hats. 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 Uh, bowler, top hat, and uh, Kangol hat. Name three words that rhyme with work. Perk, lurk, jerk. Name three colors on the flag of USA. Red, white, blue. Name three pizza toppings. Pepperoni, green pepper, mushrooms. Name three flowers. Uh, lily, lilac, rose. Name three. How many did I get? Ten. What? Get out of town. Yep. That's the best I've ever done at anything like this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Interesting. Boop. Interesting. Wow. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it adds them all up through the rounds. Okay. So I don't think it's best two out of three per se. I think it's how many you get. Period. Okay. But we'll see after this. Okay. We've only played it once, and it was a long time ago. Here we go. Name three kinds of sugar. White, brown, coconut. Uh, okay, refined sugar, okay. brown, and coconut. Name three brands of shampoo. Oh, Herbal Essence, Pantene, and Suave. Name three gas stations. Texaco, Sitco, and Allsup's. Name three words that rhyme with fun. Done, run, sun. Name three types of sports balls. Bowling ball, baseball, basketball. Name three types of beans. Kidney, lima, black. Name three things you take on a road trip. Your car, 
<laughs> your clothes, your books. There are three types of white wine. Oh, Moscato, Riesling, and oh, Pinot Grigio. Name three fairy tales. <laughs> Cinderella, um, Sleeping Beauty, and Snow White. Good grief. Man. You got hard ones that round, and you still got nine. Nine more. So your total is 18. So yeah, it's total per the game. Okay. So you've got 18. I've got 10. All right, ready? Yeah. Name three social media outlets. Facebook, Parler, Twitter. Name three types of bread. Rye, sourdough, white. Name three vegetables that are not green. Oh, gosh. Uh, 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 red bell peppers, uh, onions, and uh, mm, shallot. No, wait, that's green. Uh, b- b- potato's a vegetable. Potato. Potato's not a vegetable. Give me another one. Give me another one. Black olives. That's a vegetable, too. Name three things that can go in coffee. Creamer, uh, 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 non-dairy creamer, and sugar. <laughs> Those are two separate things. <laughs> Name three famous Americans. Famous Americans, George Washington, uh, 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 Bill Paxton, and <laughs> I don't know why that person, uh, Selena Gomez. Sure. <laughs> Name three morning foods. Morning foods, morning bagel, foods. cereal, uh, toast. Name three words that rhyme with lotion. Potion, motion, ocean. <laughs> 17. Also, okay, we need to discuss. I don't think olives are a vegetable. Olives are too a vegetable. What are they if they're not a vegetable? They're a fruit. They grow on a tree. They grow on Just, a vine. No, they don't. They grow on a tree. And Look it up. It's an olive tree. We had an olive tree in what? our front yard in Italy. It is a tree. Our olives vegetables you pr- yeah okay they're free okay now google our potatoes vegetables <laughs> potatoes vegetables the potato tuber is a vegetable yes okay vegetables all right my bad so i got it my bad <laughs> i apologize there so that that round counted that round one way or the other yeah all right so you're one up on me okay so this is our last round <laughs> all right 18 to 17 guys this is intense here we go name three areas of the body with hair armpit leg head Name three coffee chains. Starbucks, Brooks Brothers, Brooks Brothers, no, uh, Folgers, and chains. What's a chain? A restaurant, a chain like Starbucks. Yes, yeah, Starbucks. Folgers is not a store. There's no Folgers. <laughs> I don't know. Pass. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, name three TV dads. Oh, now I'm like I. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Danny from Full House. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Oh no! Think of any TV sitcom and just name the dad. I don't know the dad's names. What's the dad? What's Tim's name on Home Improvement? Tim. Tim. <laughs> oh my gosh! She. She threw. She threw the game. Guys. 
he's crashed. What would a coffee chain be other than oh, Duncan? Duncan and Seattle's best. Uh, those are the only three I know. <laughs> I would have even given you Blackwater, even though that's technically not a chain. That's why I wasn't saying it. <laughs> I was like, it's not a chain. There's only, I mean, there are two of them now. Well, then that's a chain. I'll, I'll, it's a two link <laughs> chain, but it's a chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You just imploded on TV. I only TV got Dads. one, huh? Bill Cosby. Ah! <laughs> I mean, there's so many. <laughs> I would have wow. spotted your Uncle Phil because he's technically the dad of Carlton and all the other kids. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, you got Tim Taylor. What's what's Tim Allen's name on Home Improvement? <laughs> you didn't say Allen. Tim. You said Tim. What's Tim's name on Home Improvement? Tim! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, so all I have to do is get three and not implode like you did. <sighs> wow. Okay, ready? Yeah. Name three words that end in X. Ooh. What? Six. Sex. <laughs> and hex. There we go. <laughs> Name three muscles in the body. Uh, no, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Name three... Three letter words. Pig. Big. Twit. No. Uh, 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 pop. <laughs> Name three words that rhyme with juice. <laughs> Moose. <laughs> Spruce. And... Masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> you won. Do you want to keep yeah. going? Name three summer activities. Uh, swimming. Uh, tanning and uh, playing cornhole. <laughs> Name three outdoor sports. Uh, bas- no, uh, basketball is the only not <laughs> football, baseball, whatever. <laughs> so I don't know if the rounds get increasingly hard they might, or if yeah. your brain just stops your brain working. Just <laughs> this is too many things to think of. Stop it. Because even, I mean, you still only got. Yeah, I only got like five. Two more than to, me? Yeah. Yeah, even with 19 my... 19 or 21. Wow. Poop shoot of a round. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough. Man, I was right. not expecting that. Yeah, that I don't think either of us expected Jeez. that outcome at all. But that means next week I get to challenge you for the title yeah. in the same game. Yeah. So if you enjoyed that, <laughs> tune in next week and watch me fail horribly yeah because something will be on the line (laughs) yep gosh that was fun (laughs) all right let's take a break here when we get back uh what are the best christmas albums from christian bands and artists but first faith and fandom 180 with hector mirai hey everyone i'm hector mirai And this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So, this might be a silly question, but when's the last time you played Animal Crossing? Remember like six months ago or something when everybody and their mom loved Animal Crossing? And they played it all the time. But, you know, that lasted a while and life kind of moved on and... I don't think everybody plays Animal Crossing the way they used to anymore. And I have a favorite villager. She's Peggy. 
And so I get on my island pretty regularly just to make sure Peggy never leaves me. But one of the things is I got really excited. I popped on my island the other day and it's snowing. You can make snowmen. You can catch snowflakes with your little net. All that stuff. But when I got excited about it, I wanted to tell other people. And literally everyone I know that used to be playing Animal Crossing stopped playing Animal Crossing. You know, there's a lot of different reasons. Different games came out that aren't the same thing. But I think everybody really needed Animal Crossing when it came out because it's what we needed in that season. But when other things popped up or came along, they just kind of moved on. And the sad part is that's honestly how a lot of people treat their relationship with God. That they like it when it's the current need, but they let it go as soon as it's not. In Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about how things are going to be in the future. And verses 10 through 12 says, And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will rise up and lead many astray. And because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. So Jesus straight up says, things are going to get rough. Things are going to get hard. And a lot of people, their hearts are going to get cold and walk away. And it, whether it's because of distraction, deception, or discouragement, it's going to require a conscious effort to actually maintain your faith and follow after Jesus. So don't let the things in this world cause your love of God to grow cold. And also, while you're at it, you might want to go back and uh, check on your island and make sure everybody's doing okay. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to facebook.com slash faithandfandom, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours, and we'd love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule, and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices, and then simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd before you jump into your thing here. That's really important because we actually did the analytics for our first two months here. And uh, in that report about uh, how people are listening to us, we found out that through Alexa devices was the number three way that people are listening to us, which is significant because it's only been available for like the last few weeks. Yeah. And it's already number three. That's pretty cool. So that's dope because there's... You might say, then what if there's only three? No, there's like 10 different ways people are listening to us. And uh, yeah, that's number three. So that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. So check it out. Yeah. LTN Radio Skill. Search it in your Alexa app. All right. And before Matt says anything else, <laughs> I have five random, random facts for you. Random, random facts. Random, random. That means they're extra random. Uh-huh. I tried to look up um, chocolate covered facts. Or Pythagorean theorem. No. Because I, I see, I didn't want to. Pythagorean. It's an N at the end. Pythagorean theorem. There you go. Theorem. Uh huh. See, 
Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to say it at least five <laughs> times. So I was looking for chocolate covered and couldn't find enough. So uh, I'm just remembering a Fraser line <laughs> about when he figured out why his childhood bully bullied him. It's because he was just angry because he didn't understand how to work in school. And so his line was, see, all those times he was giving you a swirly, he wasn't angry at you. He was angry at Pythagoras. (laughs) I do actually remember that line. (laughs) All right. Five random random facts. Let's go. One habit of intelligent humans is being easily annoyed by people around them, but saying nothing in order to avoid meaningless arguments. Dang yes. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that one. (laughs) Back when dinosaurs existed, there were also active volcanoes erupting on the moon. Mm, scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famous line in Titanic from Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm king of the world, was improvised. Ooh, I knew that. Yeah? I knew that. There is a boss in Metal Gear Solid 3 that can be defeated by not playing the game for a week. I knew that too. Really? Oh, yeah. That was a really... That was a, it was a, it's a cool story behind that and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And an 11 year old girl proposed the name for Pluto after the Roman god of the underworld. Mm. And then it got demoted. Did you know that one also? I did not know that one. Okay, good. But I'm excited (laughs) when I do know them. Yeah. Makes you feel smart. Yeah. Yeah, okay. When really it just means I'm a bastion of useless information. But Mm. (laughs) still pretty cool. Uh, uh, Oh no. What? Oh no. What's going on with our favorite superhero? Darn. Okay, one What's of my happening? one of my links is gone now. Oh no! Like the the article got taken down. Well, that's not good. Okay, well we're gonna visit Florida Man, okay. uh, but I only got two stories instead of three. Sorry. Alrighty then. I guess maybe it was incorrect and got taken down. So one one uh, bad story and one good story. <laughs> First headline: Florida Man on uh, LSD. Tackles Disney security guard at Animal Kingdom. Years worth of jokes and boasts about visiting Disney whilst tripping. We're we're thinking especially of a Simpsons episode where Lisa Simpson had a bad trip on a ride that seems suspiciously like it's a small world. Went drastically wrong when a South Florida man on acid tackled a Disney security guard at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. Unlike the Disneyland Paris visitor last year who took some LSD and simply got naked and went for a wander. James Arvid was arrested after tackling a security guard at Dinoland USA last month. Arvid later admitted to authorities he was on LSC at the time of the incident. As reported by the Orlando Sentinel, the arrest report describes Arvid as sneaking up on the uniformed officer from behind, tackling him, and then putting him in a headlock. Park visitors then intervened and subdued Arvid until authorities arrived. Arvid was restrained on a stretcher and taken to a nearby Celebration Hospital for evaluation. I took LSD and tried to kill someone, he told a nurse who was attending to him. That's just a scary thing to say to a nurse. (laughs) The uh, Oscar Sheriff Report described Arvid as bloody, sweating profusely, non-responsive to commands, and compulsively kicking his legs. So guys, don't do drugs, please. Happens a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. These kind of things. LSD, meth, all these kind of things really mess you up. Uh, wow. My, uh, he's, I mean, he's open about this, but a relative of mine 
uh, had a problem with, with methamphetamine for a little while mm-hmm. and uh, overdosed not to the point of death, but to the point of having to go to the hospital and get a stomach pumped and all that. Mm-hmm. And it took him like five days to come down. Uh, but he was in the hospital and another relative of mine was there with him. And he sits there and he puts his hand up into a fist and he like makes kind of a grabbing motion over his thumb and then just moves his other fist around in a circle over and over again around the other fist like he's wrapping something around it. Okay. He said, look what I'm doing with my thumb. And in his mind, he is pulling his thumb and wrapping it around like Stretch Armstrong Mm -hmm. around his hand. And it was just the most frightening thing. But that kind of stuff makes you do crazy, crazy things. Yeah. yeah. Crazy things. Mm-hmm. But just like you said, I took LSD and I tried to kill someone. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. There's just, I don't, I don't understand the appeal. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But that's not my vice. Doesn't mean uh, it's not someone else's vice. I'm not saying it's easy to just. Just say no oh, along yeah. the way. Not, not trying to belittle that at all. Nope. But this is the kind of mess that can get you into trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could just get naked and go for a wander at a park like that other guy they talked about. And then, you know, get arrested and have a whole other problem for the rest of your life. Listen. Be on some sort of list. <laughs> I don't, personally, for me, I don't know what would be worse. <laughs> trying to kill someone or walking stripping around down amusement, naked walking around an amusement park naked in front of all kinds of children and everything I mean like, hey. I know for y'all <clears throat> seeing me walking around naked would be far worse <laughs> let's keep talking about it I'm sure it won't get more uncomfortable <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and a good one. A Florida man just paid off the past dues for 114 families at risk of having their utilities shut off. Aww. Florida business owner who was once down on his luck is giving back by co- uh, covering the utility bills of 114 families who are facing disconnection. Michael Esmond's generosity started years later when he paid the... Wait, years later? Last year. I don't know how my brain <laughs> transferred that. Our, your brain is still trying to catch <laughs> from up game, from yeah. the game. It's <laughs> like, I am not 100% right now. Uh, started last year when he paid the utility bills of 36 households in his community of Gulf Breeze. This year, uh, with both Hurricane Sally and COVID-induced economic turmoil hitting the city, he thought he needed to up the ante. Uh, he said, this year to me probably is more meaningful than last year. Uh, with the pandemic and all the people out of work having to stay home, as been told CNN. Hurricane Sally slammed us pretty good and hurt a lot of people, and we still have a lot of the blue roofs here uh, where they're just covered with tarps. Esmond donated $7,615.40 to pay for the past due bills of 114 households, according to Joanne Oliver, the city's utility billing supervisor. Holiday cards notifying the residents will be mailed this week, she says. Which is really nice. That is really nice. <clears throat> Very awesome. Uh, yeah. Makes me want to do stuff like that. You know, if we have, if we got money, eventually we want to do stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. nice. I mean, what else are you going to do with your money? <clears throat> yeah. Spend it. And that is kind of the stuff that uh, Love Thy Nerd does. 
Uh, Love Thy Nerd is a, a whole organization. I'm not in charge of anything money related, but I do know in the time that we've been involved with them, just the short time, you know, they make it a point to to set aside a portion of donations that come to us to be used to give back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know uh, they covered some medical costs for someone. They did some uh, other stuff similar to this, like covering like housing problems and issues, uh, fixing cars and things like that, paying to get you know things fixed. They've done little things like that for people that are you know around us that mm-hmm. are in the in the love that community giving back in ways that are meaningful uh <clears throat> as well as ministry related give back and stuff like that too so you know it's it's a good thing to be a part of it's a mm-hmm. good thing to give back and to use some of your money to give back absolutely <clears throat> whether that be through your church or uh just directly or however you want to do it both whatever mm-hmm. yeah uh so really nice really good on this guy we should all be so generous. All right, let's see. Where are we going here? Oh, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> I joined AA Batteries on Instagram to discuss the best Christian albums of 2020. Well, we've gotten together again, this time to discuss the best Christian Christmas albums of all time. Unlike last time, today we'll be airing the entire discussion this morning. And let's jump to that discussion now. Hey everybody, what's going on? Um, this is Andrew from AA Batteries. Um, we are, I am going to be um, going live with uh, Love Thy Nerd Radio, station manager Matt, and we're going to be talking about the uh, our personal favorite Christmas albums of all time. So I know, I know for me personal, I know for me personally, um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to do a lot, of, a lot of that research um, to uh, look at, to look at, to, and to see. Um, and look at to look at and to see like what unique christmas albums are out there just want to give a big shout out to jesusfreakout.com just because they have a plethora of reviews of um, of amazing albums from the popular artists to the obscure artists artists i never even heard of um so i just want to give a big shout out to jesusfreakout.com for just helping me compile this list if you've never heard of uh, that website before, go check it out. They have some really awesome reviews from bands that um, probably never even heard of. So, just so right now, uh, right now I'm just waiting for um, Love Thy uh, Station Manager Matt from Love Thy Nerd Radio to uh, get on. And he and he is on. There we go. What up? Oh, still wearing my sunglasses. I'm here. How's it going? Can you hear me? Doing good, doing good. Sorry, I had some last-minute technical breakdowns. I was getting ready to go. Fun. Technology is amazing, you know. Oh yeah. (laughs) I gotta turn you up though. All right. So, have you introduced what we're doing? Yep, um, I'll, and I'll just introduce it again. We're gonna be we're gonna be going through our own personal favorite Christmas albums of all time. So, uh, we just compiled the lit. We just compiled the list. Station manager Matt and I, 
and uh, we're just going to go through them uh, album by album. All right. I, uh, I put a lot of thought into this, and it's actually very difficult to put them in a top 10 order. Uh, but I think as it sits right now, I got a pretty good list. I'm wondering how many of you and I are going to have the same. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll yeah. come across the same albums. Honestly. Yep. Uh, all right. You want to start with yes. your ten? Number ten. Yeah. For my number ten, it is for King and Country, a little drummer boy Christmas. Um, it just released this. Just released this year, and to top it all off. Uh, for King and Country is one of my favorite CCM artists. Mm -hmm. un they are unique enough to uh, not fit the mold of CCM artists, whether that be pop influence or acoustic influence. I, I, ima I imagine them that uh, I see a little bit of Imagine Dragons with them, with their yeah. uh, exper experimental nature. They still fit the CCM mold, but they're experimental enough to be very interesting and very enjoyable to listen to. Um, now I listened to that whole album, uh, this past week, cause I was really struggling to find the, my number 10. However, this one really, uh, just set, set the bar pretty much just because it's the classic sound of for King and country. And also, but the, but the thing is, it, you know, it doesn't take many risks at the same time. Hmm, um, it's okay. still, it still is a CCM Christmas album, but it's still 100% for King and Country. So, yeah. um, and that, and it was very enjoyable from beginning to end. And that's my number 10. Okay. Um, what about I'll come, I'll comment on that one later. Cause they're on my list too. Uh, <laughs> number 10 I have, uh, I wonder how many people know it exists. Uh, project 86 came out with a, a nice heavy, uh, Christmas album called a very P86 Christmas. Uh, it's very fun. Uh, this one, of course, you know, very experimental when it comes to, you know, taking the, the very signature project 86 sound and using that for Christmas songs. But, uh, have you heard a lot of project 86 or has that one escaped you? Oh, no, I, I'm definitely well versed. With okay. Good. Good. It's, it's not, they're not one of my favorite bands, but I do respect them, and I do someone enjoy their their sound. And I didn't even know they made a Christmas album. Yeah, it's very unique, but it's very fun. I enjoy the stuff that that takes takes what we we are used to and flips it completely on its ear. And this is one of those uh, takes. Um, but yeah, so that's my number ten. Okay, number nine for me: Family Force Fives Christmas Magic. <laughs> Obviously, by Family Force Five. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one was just weird, but has a lot of heart at the same at the same time. You see, now little back little backstory on that. It was made while they were touring on the road, so yeah, like hearing it, you can see because the production value isn't as good as other Christmas albums. However, the songs are so catchy. Honestly, and they have the Family Force Spot Five spin that we've grown to love. The rap influence, the rock influence, with a little bit of Christmas in there. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, they have two original songs on there that really stand out too. <laughs> They're great. Um, All about that, baby. <laughs> oh man, you know, fun, fun story. I love my, it. My my three brothers and I actually did a music video to that song. 
Wow. It honestly, it's one of my it's one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Honestly. <laughs> it's so ridiculous and so fun. <laughs> Got a dump trunk full of presents. Should I drop them right? I love it. Love it. Yeah. But it's it's a it is a crazy, heartfelt ride that album from begin, yeah. from beginning to end. That's my number nine. I agree with you. That's a really good album. Uh, number nine for me, I took the safe route. Uh, this one is uh, a few years old now. Uh, Toby Mac and Friends did a Christmas in Diverse City uh, compilation. I call it a compilation because it's really, it really does feel like it's Toby Mac with everybody else. It's not just a Toby Mac album. Um, but, you know, you got Owl City, uh, I can't remember the rest of them, but there's a whole bunch of people on there now. Um Mr. Talkbox is on one of them. I know that. Uh, but it's just a, a very nice collection of that kind of – I don't want to use the word sanitized, but I think you know what I mean. More more radio-friendly, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. offbeat yeah. Christmas songs. Um, but that the one by Al City, though, is the one that, I, that really stands out to me. And I don't know why. I just love Al City. And so every time he's featured on anything, uh, it becomes my immediate favorite track on <laughs> anything. Uh, it's also the one used uh, as the the ending credits theme song to VeggieTales' Merry Larry. <laughs> Good fun fact. Uh, all right. What do you got for number eight? Number eight, number eight for me is uh, Christmas from the Realms of Glory by Bebo Norman. Ooh, now, Okay. Now, now uh, with this album, it's more of traditional. You know, when you think of Christmas music, you think of acoustic guitars and some sleigh bells, some soft piano music. But his the production and that the production and the heart behind it is just top notch. You know, Bebo Norman's voice is so smooth and nice to listen to. It honestly, it accompanies it accompanies nicely with the classic acoustic feel you associate with Christmas. Yeah. And, but but it's number eight basically because it's too much alike any other Christmas album that has come that has come before it, you know, okay. Randy Heath, uh, yeah. uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, however, the passion the passion and the worship behind it is just so incredible. Uh, my, my favorite one of my favorite Christmas songs from him is "Come and Worship." Um, honestly, with usually with Christmas songs. It is worshipful, but there's kind of like a, I don't know what kind of feeling I could describe it as, but it's like, but you know, okay, it's a Christmas song, so we have to sing it during worship and stuff like that. But this one is just, oh, is just so intimate and so uh, personal and just, it's just all about praise to the birth of Jesus and and that song is that song is the first song, and it sets up the rest of the songs very nicely. Gotcha. Um, I'm not sure I've heard Bebo Norman's Christmas album. I think I need to give that a listen. Mm -hmm. um, mine comes from kind of the same place as yours. Uh, the same 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 ideas about you know same feelings about the album. I guess is uh, it's kind of a classic one here. The third day's Christmas offerings. Coming mm, yeah. shortly after their two like worship projects, the offering projects, um, Mac Powell's voice is iconic. 
I'm just there's there's nothing like that voice, and uh, to to hear their take on on these Christmas classics, which are subtle takes. They're they're not taking big risks in this, but it's the fact that you have him singing them that makes them special. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? It's 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 that it's that just put that in and just worship through these Christmas songs kind of feel. Um, but it's a it's an older one now, man. This is. I'm thinking over 20 years old at this point. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely my, like, Christmas party background music kind of, you know, thing. The thing that's unoffensive and yet interesting enough to listen to if you want. Uh, I very much enjoy. I, I, could, I could listen to Mac Powell sing the phone book. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Okay, for for my number seven, like oh, like I said before, this was actually really tough to yeah. really look for some Christmas albums that really like are unique enough mm-hmm. and not like fit into the routine. And honestly, this one uh, is very unique. Um, Aisha Woods, Christmas Like This. Now, Aisha Woods hasn't been a name that I've heard in a while. Yeah. Like... Now, fun fact, she actually just released some new music recently. Um, yeah, I believe so. I remember seeing her name recently. Now, what really what really sticks out with this album is that it's a mixture of Motown, blues, R&B, and jazz. And it's, hmm. it's just a very laid-back, enjoyable, uh, enjoyable Christmas album. Now, it's nothing too revolutionary, but still, it's, it's still I just enjoyed it very, very much. Now, and you can't, and you can't, uh, and you can't not just enjoy Aisha Wood's soulful voice as it just shines through that album, and and one of the one of the song highlights um, is her version of "Joy to the World," um, and honestly, I might I might offend some people, but I don't really like the song "Joy to the World" that much. Um, however, she did it in a reggae style. That was hey. so fun to listen. Fun to listen to, and it was a very unique album and a unique experience for me. With, with okay, that that's song. that's another one I'm definitely going to have to check out. Okay, uh, my number seven is is brand new to me. It's been out for a few years, but I hadn't heard of it uh, until this year uh, when we were starting to uh, sneak some Christmas music onto LTN Radio. Uh, Bubba Stalka from Love Thy Nerd, you know, one of the founders, said, hey, I don't care how much Christian music you play, but you're going to add this album to the rotation. It's the only thing I'm demanding of you, but it's going to happen. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I go listen to it, or I go look it up, and it's it's a band called Seabird. I've also never heard anything else by this band, which yes. I'm def- that's going to change. But the album's called Over the Hills and Everywhere. And I go and I look at the list while I'm talking to him, and it's just, you know, the standard fair track list. Silent Night, Go Tell It on the Mountain, Oh Come All You Faithful. I'm like, oh, okay. So just uh, another band's take on these overly dumb Christmas songs. He goes, dude, they're, they're those songs, but they're not those songs. Hmm. And I said, okay. So I gave a listen. And really, it, what this is the way they do these classic songs is it sounds familiar 
and it sounds correct, but it's completely different than what you're used to. They're the same lyrics. They're just sung in different, uh, sung in different patterns, yeah. sung in different ways, um, sung with different tones. Silent Night is not a very quiet song on that album. Uh, Go Tell It on a Mountain is more uh, jovial, almost uh, <laughs> folk-esque. I mean, just like one of those happy songs, kind of like, a, you know, uh, Stephen Crowder, uh, Stephen Crowder. That's that's a political thing. We're not going there. Uh, David Crowder. <laughs> um, I saw the light. You know how like upbeat that is. I saw the well. That's yes. go tell it on the mountain has that feel to it, oh. which is really. It was. It's my favorite one of the whole uh, album, but it's very very good. Uh, that's my that's my like. If you haven't heard this, go check it out. Recommendation for anybody. Yes. Uh, really good under or un underreported album i guess is what i would say never heard of it before but it's brilliant very cool so a number at number six for me is how many kings by down here mm. um, i i got introduced to down here when my freshman year of college with wide-eyed and mystified yeah and it was such a it was a ccm album but it was so unique that it's like it was just every track was just um, every track was amazing so yeah. um and this album is the, this album is no different like like i said before down here is a very very under underrated band um and uh, this album it's a good mixture of classic ccm style of songs um like with a down here spin and honestly queen inspired Queen inspired songs at times. And it doesn't help that Mark Martell sings just like Fred Freddie Mercury. He does sound a lot like him, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, he's actually toured with the Queen band. Um, I didn't know that. He's touring right, he tours right now with them. He's been touring with them for a couple years now. Hmm. So. Um, That's just interesting. A fun, just a fun fact with that, because Mark Martell's voice is just is just incredible. Oh, it's great! It really is. But with but with this album, it was like it wasn't like like I said before, it wasn't anything like ground ground breaking, but it was still just down here, you know. Yeah. Um. One thing. One thing about these albums is, like, we don't want to we don't want to hear just your typical Christmas song covers we want to hear the band's version of it and right. like, whether it's for king and country or aisha woods bebo Nor bebo norman family force five same with down same with down here a good mixture of ccm with a good mixture of queen and you get uh that christmas album a very right listen. like you have to be a a super special standard industry vocalist to be able to pull off just a straight this is how they're supposed to sound and this is how they sound, you know, not putting your own band spin on it kind of thing. You know, it's yes. like Mike, Michael Buble was able to do that. And I think the only other person since then came out this year, Ben Rector pulled, put out an album of just no, no frills, no fancy stuff, just classic Christmas stuff. It sounds really good, but again, there's no risk involved, yep. uh, but it does. You can't do that anybody can't just do that you have to yeah. actually be a very talented vocalist to where that alone is enough of a selling point to just put out a straight christmas album like that <laughs> all right uh we're on number six uh, number six yes yeah okay uh six for me is a safe one uh but it's 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 one of my favorites it's mercy me's the christmas sessions oh, okay yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah it was uh, this is one of those 
putting the band spin on it, but still they're not all that different from what you're used to. It just has that Mercy Me sound, especially that early Mercy Me sound. Because uh, this was within their first 10 years, you know, it, it was a little bit more classic Mercy Me feel. But they have one track on there called uh, Joseph's Lullaby, which I think is their original song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not be, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, and it's just absolutely beautiful. You know, taken from the perspective of Joseph, uh, you know, kind of kind of an outsider to everything that's happening yes. with yeah. with Mary and Jesus and, and having that doubt of, am I going to be able to raise this boy knowing who he is and what he is to the world and and uh you know the 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 fear and yet the honor of that position it's a beautiful beautiful song that that song alone puts them on this list for me oh for sure We're going to take a pause on that discussion, and we will get back to it in just a few. But first, a new nerdy definition. Stick around. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways. And you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's term is soft lock. A soft lock is a situation in a game where the player can neither complete a level nor can they die. There's no winning, there's no losing. The only option is to either reset the game, exit the level and start over, or wait for the timer to run out. This situation is commonly found in games where you can create your own levels such as the Super Mario Maker series, which encourages you to build your own Mario levels in crazy and fantastical ways. Of course, actual Mario game developers work for years to make sure that none of the stages they design have any softlock situations possible. However, me throwing a level together in the 10 minutes I'm on the toilet, (sighs) just don't know if I'm going to have that same success rate, you know? Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. Stay up to date with our shows and enjoy the amazing mix of music we have playing throughout, too. Now, before the break, AA Batteries and I were discussing the best Christian Christmas albums of all time. And we're going to pick right up where we left off. Number five, Relying K's Deck the Halls Bruise My Hand. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it's just pure Relying K. Um, it's like right in between, right in between two lefts don't make a right and three do and mm-hmm album. Mm-hmm. You, get the cla- you get the classic frenetic punk rock Relying K that we grew up listening into junior high or high school. Uh, They're so good at it. It's frenetic. It's chaotic and it's pure Reliant K. It's like- yeah, 
Matthew like, Matthew Thiessen has a talent of being able to sing very boring lyrics at times, like just straight, like telling a story kind of thing, and yet it being enthralling. Like if yes. you look at some of the lyrics that he has, they're 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 like normal. They're like what you would write down in a note at school to pass yes. to someone. They're just very, very simple, very easy things, but ones that most people can't like write in song format. And he just makes it work mm -hmm. to the point where it's so entertaining to the ear. Uh, yeah, that's a good good choice for sure. Now, two songs really stand out for me with that one. The uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas one. <laughs> they did a great that, job. That is honestly one of my favorites, just because. They, it's the pure, it's pure reliant K, but through, but through every uh, number that they go through, through each day they change up the, they change up the style and the formula to make it just so enjoyable and fun and just entertaining. That's my favorite version of that song, and yeah. they managed to get it in in like three and a half minutes. Which... I know, I know. <laughs> the first five, the first five days of Christmas last like thirty seconds. Yeah, it's real quick. Um, and the last one is I Celebrate the Day. Um, mm -hmm. That was like, I applaud every uh, every band that makes an original, heartfelt uh, Christmas song that doesn't seem tacked on, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like it comes from the heart, or it's pretty much like a, uh, a rip, a rip off, off of a classic Christmas song. Yeah. Um, I celebrate the day was just a piano, a piano driven. Um, it, it, it's like a precursor to the mm -hmm album. Honestly, mm -hmm. it was, it's just a plain worship song. And it was just, it's just so beautiful. Cause even like, cause, uh, even in the previous albums that I, that I talked about, like, uh, for like down here, they, they made a couple original songs in their album, such as how many, such as how many Kings, which was, which was originally from their ending as a beginning album um um right at the like their last song from that album and which yeah i'm sure inspired their Chris their christmas album and we already talked about uh family force fives the baby and uh it's christmas day um <laughs> yeah but with Re so but with reliant k it's just it's just straight up punk rock christmas that gets me in the mood um, every single time, and it's an album that I can listen to uh, when it's not Christmas time, too. You know. Yeah, true. I give that to you. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, Reliant K stuff. You can definitely just put on repeat for months before you realize, hey, I should probably listen to something else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, my number five, uh, I think, came out came out last year, and it's kind of a collaboration album, but it's from. Uh, uh, 116 or 116 or whatever they call themselves. Uh, they did a, an al album called The Gift. And uh, what it is is mostly collaborations. It's not like, you know, one artist did one track kind of thing, but it's mostly collaborations between different artists, Tripoli, Lecrae, Gavi, Wande, 1K Few, Derek Minor, Tadashi, uh, Holve, I think is on there, uh, Cass, No Big Deal, uh, Holland, I think, is on there as well. Uh, but just a whole cast carries. It's a big, long album. And I think they released the deluxe edition of it either this year or maybe at the very tail end of last year's season uh, where they had even more on there. It's very, very large, very fun uh, albums. And while they did a few takes on General Christmas Carols, this one was more uh, 
original heavy, you know, they, you know, a lot of uh, uh, original. And I, I feel like there's a lot of, in the Christian industry anyway, a lot of original Christmas music from the rap side, as opposed to everywhere else. <laughs> there's like more yeah. coming out uh, in proportion on the rap uh, end of the spectrum than in any other. Uh, but it's a very good album. Pretty much every track on that album is worth a listen. Uh, so yeah, very good. 116 is the gift or 116. I think it's 116. It's 116, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yep. That makes sense because it's a yeah. Bible verse. I've heard, it, yeah, I've, heard it, I've heard them called like the 116 click too. So yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number four for me is a falling ops silver city. Oh, oh, man. I, I forgot all about that album. I have, I have been a I've been a fan of Falling Up ever since, uh, ever since their first album. Uh, yeah, Broken, they're great, uh, bro with, especially with Broken Heart, you know. But what really, what really is just amazing for that band is that they didn't want to fall into that, you know, the Christian rock type uh, type of sound. They wanted to experiment. And because of that, in my opinion, it's like the um, the the music industry is kind of like, well, we can't really sell this, so. Um, you got to do this on your own pretty much. Yeah, and they did. That's the thing. They did. It's like their self-titled de debut and your sparkling death cometh is some of the most immersive and just, it's an immersive journey. Honestly, it's an, just an amazing, spectacular story mm -hmm. uh, that they craft, that they craft. And, uh, and that's, and that's where silver city falls in. It's with that experimental falling, falling up uh, vibe to it. And uh, and honestly, it like I said before, it's experimental. That's just falling up style, though. And but it still feels like a Christmas album at the same time. You know, it's Rough. it can be very chill, but it can also be very intense. Roughly, um, how old is that album now? Oh, that's like a couple. It's like their last album released like four years ago, didn't it? Four, so four or five. I would say it's like five or six years old or something like that. It okay, released a while ago. So I'm pretty sure I heard of it for like a split second, and then yeah. I completely forgot that it existed. Yeah, I need to go look that one up. Okay, uh, number four for me is one you've already mentioned. I have for King and Country's uh, "A Drummer Boy Christmas" on here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a continuation from an EP they did, where they did an "Into the yes. Silent Night" EP, which I think was mostly recorded live, or at least partially recorded live. Um, but the you you were talking about how King for King Country's got you know that very unique sound uh, outside while they're within CCM they're also kind of with you know outside of it when it comes to quality talent all that kind of stuff yeah in my opinion for King Country is like god tier CCM like it's the top tier the number one this is this is exactly how. Uh, all bands should strive to sound within that genre of Christian music. Uh, I've got, I've had the pleasure of seeing them live at a uh, Celebrate Recovery Summit, which was a very more, a more intimate kind of concert as well, because it was just within one sanctuary. And it was flipping amazing. Just the, the commitment, but just to, but to hear their voices live their voices already are some of the best in music industry, no matter what genre we're talking about. Yeah. But to hear them live was a, a, a soul shaking experience. And yeah. uh, honestly, it's hard not to get chills 
pretty much with all their songs. <laughs> Going back to just their their original album, the then we had the the uh, oh how'd it go? Love strong, live. I don't remember what the the actual full run, run wild, run wild, live free, love strong. That one, yes. that one, that whole album was chill inducing, fantastic. Uh, everything they've done has been amazing, pretty much. Uh, the the risks that they take, the talking about things that a lot of artists, a lot of Christian artists in their sphere don't talk about. You don't kind of hear songs that are all based around trying not to get divorced from their wives. You don't hear songs that are literally about the time yeah. that I was dying and I was, <laughs> and I didn't want to leave my wife behind. And my, you know, that's, it's not all focused on just, you know, faith, but in how we maneuver that faith into the realities of our world yeah. and our relationships and all this and not, not, uh, not just completely fall apart. Uh, they have the album or the song Ceasefire that came out recently, which was a, a it wasn't on their original album that came out, but that spoke speaks so much to exactly what we're experiencing this year with you know political, racial divides, all this kind of stuff. And like, hey, if we're gonna get through any of this, we gotta all put our guns down here and come together and talk. And so, translating their passion in all music to the the Christmas album that they put out this year, you know, I just, I can feel that in my soul more than most things on my list. You know, most things on my list are fun. And while there is a fun aspect to the, for King and country album, it's, it's more a experience than mm, anything. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So very good album. Number three for me is sled and hill by August Burns red. Um, and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, okay, I gotta be honest, may get some flack for this, but I'm not really a big August Burns Red fan. Uh, I'm not the a, biggest one either, yeah, I get it. There, it's like there is a there are some hardcore fan, fans out there, so uh, and I res and I respect that they adore this band, but I just never really got into listening to them, um, yeah. They may be they're a little too intense for me. <laughs> this album though i was expecting a lot of screams or anything or something like that yeah it was mostly instrumental all but one track yeah yeah mostly <laughs> instrumental hard rock album That's it's great i've never heard of before unless less a uh, christmas hard rock instrumental album right but <laughs> it's fierce it's just right in your face but it's still festive though it's like one of one of my favorite songs from that album is frosty the snowman and it's like it still has the it still has the vibe of frosty the snowman but there's a breakdown in the in the bridge of that song that's just like you you can't help but just bob your head back and forth and just air guitar too you know yeah um it's like the, the, the guitar work on there is just top notch. It's uh, very from good. Beginning to end, T they took this is some like this is something that they took the time and the effort to bring the best of both worlds: hard rock and Christmas. Thousand for Crutch tried to do that with Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, <laughs> that's that, that's mm. a, that is a favorite song of mine. I know it's not good. But it's still, it's, just, it's my guilty pleasure, if you will. 
But still, August Burns Red, Slayer yeah. Hill, one of it's, the best it's, Christmas albums I've ever heard. It's a classic. It's not on my list, but uh, it's it's definitely still up there, probably in the top 20. Um, my uh, my buddy and, and former podcast, uh, uh, co- not co-host, but pal, uh, Kevin Wellborn, he uh, he turned me on to that one a couple years ago. And, and uh, yeah, I was blown away by that aspect, too. I'm like, there's no there's no lyrics on this song. He goes, yeah, there's not. It's great, isn't it? I'm like, it is. It's the best longest burnout album I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the band, okay, uh, but but that album is is something special for sure. I agree yes. with you. Uh, keeping in the same uh, field, my number three is actually a various compilation, but it's uh, X Christmas. Uh, that whole X uh, compilation that they did for such a long time, that Christmas rock compilation, was my favorite thing. You know, we had all all the moms and all the girls and all the things when I was in high school going out and getting the wow compilations. But I'm like, when is the new X coming out? That was my go-to because I didn't have a lot of money. And so I knew I needed to be economical here and still get a wide variety of artists. And that X Christmas album hit the spot. Uh, Seventh Day Slumber, Sanctus Real, Capital Lights, Corey Crowder, August Burns Red's one with the lyrics was on there. Uh, <laughs> Hog Nelson, The Almost, David Crowder Band, nice. Amberlynn. But my favorite on the album were, were the two songs that complemented each other. And that was Snow Miser by FM Static, led by uh, 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 the front man of Trevor, Trevor McNevin from TFK. Yes. And then TFK's Heat Miser. Yes. Played the, uh, <laughs> there's a version that plays on the radio that's them back-to-back, where one fades right into the other, and it's just beautiful and brilliant for, for uh, Trevor McNevin's two, two bands to, to yes. come together for that one cool project. So that's, that's a top-tier Christmas album for me as well. For sure, definitely. So, for my number two... Ooh, wow, we're already up to two. two. Actually, what was that? I said, wow, we're already up to number two. Yeah, we're this is, uh, these. <laughs> this is a good list. Um, number two. I actually, it, actually, it's a tie for number two. Um, wh- the first album, the first album that, uh, that's tied for number two is Behold the Lamb of God by Andrew Peterson. Um, hmm. Andrew Peterson is one of the best songwriters of our generation. And sadly, he is not that well known. Um, Chris Tolland actually did a cover of one of his songs recently called Is He Worthy? Hmm. Um, and it's, and I have to say, Andrew Peterson is just a master lyricist. And this album, his uh, Behold the Lamb of God, uh, album it was re- originally released in 2004 but he did a he did a live cover of that album pretty recently but i'll just i'll just be focusing on the 2004 one um it's it's very typical in terms of the acoustic uh christmas type of feel to it what makes it different is that every song is original hmm. and, it, and it's a story as well um, That's a it's, risk. It's, it's very <laughs> risky. He is a storyteller, um, and there are there are some. He did, I believe, one or two covers, but it's mostly instrumental, and it's very stripped down. But it's very intimate and personal at the same time. It's not that it's not congregational. You know, personal worship is de- definitely different than congregational worship. 
Um, but at the same, but at the same time, though, there's a lot of meat in, mm. with these out al- with this album. It's like from the begin. It's like a. It's basically a story of Israel crying out for the king to come, and then, and then it just follows this story until uh, Christ's birth and the and the um, foretelling of him dying on the cross for all of his of our sins. And that is a very crude summary. Uh, that's a very, that's a Wikipedia, that is a Wikipedia <laughs> summary of that album. Like it's, an, it's a wonderful, magical, spiritual experience that everyone needs to listen to and just truly appreciate that album. Okay. Yes. I will repeat that album. Behold the Lamb of God by Andrew Peterson. Behold the Lamb of God by Andrew Peterson. Yeah, I've um, never heard listen, it. Listen I know, I know who Andrew Peterson is, but I've never heard that album. Yeah, well, I've never heard of it until finding it on JesusFreeKaiDog.com. Um, it's a good resource. Yeah. It's a good resource. Okay, uh, um, oh, go ahead. And then for, so, well, like I said before, it's a very personal and genuine worship, and it's just a wonderful experience. The second album, The second album that was tied for number two, was um the was a gift by the 116 click um oh okay yeah yeah so honest because honestly i've never heard of a rap i've never heard of a rap christmas album that was actually good yeah it's it's like it's like hold on you didn't you didn't like the yo ho ho compilation album from 1989 with with dc talk and and uh etw (laughs) That was a close. That was so close to reaching my top ten. Uh, yo ho ho, yo yo. <laughs> it's a, it's the greatest. <laughs> but but no, you're absolutely right. It's it's something very unique. No, I never thought I would I would put a rap album on this list, honestly. But here we are. You know, it's a wonder. It's a wonderful revision of timeless classics without sounding cheesy or forced yeah now and i'm not gonna go through i'm not gonna go through all of the uh artists list because you already did you already did that but each but each song is just unique unique different and christmasy too so i'm not gonna say any more about it because well no but i mean you're absolutely right i uh, what's what's special about this in my opinion is that i don't think that this is going to sound dated in 10, 15 years. No. I think it's going to still sound pretty darn cool as opposed to Yo-Ho-Ho, yes. <laughs> which sounded dated five years later. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. I still play that song for kicks on uh, LTN radio. <laughs> All right. Um, so my next one you've already had on your list, and that is Family Force Five's Christmas Pageant. This is literally one of my absolute favorite yes. albums of all time, Christmas or not. Uh, it is it is start to finish one of the most fun albums on the whole dang planet. But, uh, you, I mean, you already went into uh, most of the stuff in, like, the original songs, that, that All About That Baby. That's, just, it's, that's the funnest Christmas song of all time. Uh, but it, it accomplished something for me that uh, I thought was a very high mark. It made a version of Wonderful Christmas Time that I don't hate, <laughs> which I think was the last track on the album. Uh, that, that Paul McCartney song I have hated since the very first time I heard it. 
But then Family Force 5 came and did it, and I'm like, hey, I don't hate this version. This is pretty cool. <laughs> but I also liked how they pulled off um, the 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 Night Before Christmas story yes. song that they did, which was also very, very fun. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really good album. Like you said, you already talked about it, so I'm not going to dive too deep into it. Before we get to number one, I do want to give a shout out to, to uh, my boy Brian, who's been watching most of this video and commenting. I've seen all your comments. Uh, thank you for, for listening and watching along. And then uh, our, our buddy Lumen Anthem just joined in there, too. Uh, good to see you around here. All right, so we're at number ones, right? Uh, before number one, do you have some honorable mentions? I have one uh, uh, one secular spotlight I wanted to bring. Okay. Yes. Uh, this is this is my uh, this is my my real go to for like background Christmas music, and that is an album called Merry Mixmas, and it, what it is it is lo-fi remixes of classic Christmas songs from Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole, oh, Dean Martin. Cool. Uh, Lou Rawls, Johnny Mercer, all those. It's it is it was it was like lo-fi. It came out before lo-fi me remixes were a big deal. Like this is this is at least ten years old, if not more than that. But uh, it is just such a. It gives you that same kind of you know heartwarming feeling that those old classics give you. Yes. While at the same time, just you know, it's a nice chill thing. You put it on while you're you know, sitting around reading a good book kind of stuff. It's not, it's just not distracting. Mm. Uh, it's very nice. Very, very nice. Merry Mixmas. And it's got like a little, it's a red cover and it's like a snowman made of like records and okay. record pieces yeah. and things. If you're looking for it online or at, on uh, Spotify, mm -hmm. real good stuff. So that I'm was my gonna, honorable. Yeah. I've, I've got a couple honorable mentions. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I'm just, I just want to make a quick mention of these. Okay. Um, Brandon Heath's Christmas is here. Yeah, Christmas that's a good one. A very laid back, fun Christmas album. Yeah. Brain Collective's A Jolly Irish Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> they, they did volume two this year. Yes. So, which is good. Christmas in Killarney is my favorite on that one. <laughs> um, Michael, w, Michael W. Smith's It's a Wonderful Christmas Time. You know, it's like, you got to go with the classic. Michael W. Smith, True. it's like, you can't go wrong with him, honestly. Um, free Daps. Deck the dab the halls. Um, that it's a very obscure e, obscure EP of all original Christmas songs. It's mostly uh, it's mostly freestyle freestyle rap. Uh, who's uh, the artist? Uh, free daps. F R E D A P S. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of Heath McNeese before? That sounds familiar. He's part. He is part of that group with four other four other guys. Okay, so that's a group. That's not a person. Yes. Okay, okay. I'll they check that out. Mas master lyricists and masters at freestyling. And it's just, it's not a serious album. It's just a fun, cr fun Christmas album. Okay. Also, uh, Michael Buble's Christmas. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I have to mention that. Uh, my it's classic. Wife, my wife loves that album. I gave it a listen to. I'm like, this is just classic Christmas yeah. right there. Um Joy has dawned. The Joy has dawned. EP King's Kaleidoscope. Um, Ooh, that's so, one of those I forgot existed too. Yeah, so just it's just classic King's Kaleidoscope right there. Um, KG Five Two's most wonderfulest time of the year. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it, man, but it's <laughs> it's out there. Come away. <laughs> that's why 
No, it's not bad, but it's just KJ52 is one of those artists that just got weirder with time. You know that first that first album, that Seventh Avenue album. You know he was he was looking the part, trying the part of being the rapper. You know, and then by by the time it's pronounced Five Two came along, he's making songs about Mountain Dew and cheeseburgers and. <laughs> but you know that's who he is, man. He's a great. He's a fantastic guy. Fantastic heart and. uh silly as all get out and you know he can make he can make a he can make a fantastic serious song but those silly things are just that's that's his that's his uh bread and butter and so yeah i mean the album's great it's not one that i'll put on at a christmas party or whatever but it's but it'll definitely be one that i put in a rotation so yeah we got a few of his, his tracks up there okay. <laughs> My next honorable mention is Tooth and Nails, a Tooth and Nail compilation, Happy Christmas, Volume 4. With yes, that's my favorite of all of them, but they're all great. Oh, all yeah. those Happy Christmas compilations? Yep. Honestly, it's I'd revise it any Happy Christmas, <laughs> Happy yeah. Christmas album, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, between, it was between X Christmas and that one, Volume yeah. 4, that I was going to put in that number three spot on mine. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Jars of Clay, and Jars of Clay's Christmas songs. Yeah, um, it's just it's just a solid album through and through. And then my last one on my last one um, on my last one on the list is a Trans Siberian Orchestras. Oh goodness! First album. It's like well, I mean, they've made like seventeen Christmas albums. Yeah, <laughs> they're all good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but um, it's the first one that really left me left an, a, an amazing impression on me. Yeah. Um, so. Fun fact about them is that every year that they make a Christmas album, at least they used to, uh, they send like 10 to 100 of them to every radio station that will accept them to give away as prizes That's throughout the Christmas season. Uh, I, I, when I worked at, uh, we're, we're, a, you know, we're in a podunk nowhere in New Mexico and a very obscure, normal top 40 station with, you know, few thousand listeners you yeah. know back then and we still got sent like a case of 50 of them at oh, wow. no cost to give away uh and also if i'm not mistaken they often make two a year two christmas albums a year or at least they did back then one would be a recording and one would be like a live thing with an audience but still that's two full albums you're producing um so it's crazy but yeah their 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 music is iconic i mean it's different but definitely yeah. iconic they're they're the they're the kings of the pre-programmed light show <laughs> music yes <laughs> for, for houses when you're driving around yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um okay. i will throw i will throw out just a little more i mentioned it earlier but i do want to focus on that the ben rector's new christmas album i don't remember what it's called i think it just might be like a ben rector christmas but uh either way it just came out a couple weeks ago and it's very very classic, very, you know, it got the same feel as the Michael Buble album. Very good. Okay. You should give it a listen. All right. Are we at number one now? Now we're, we're doing number, number ones? One All right. You go okay. first. And um, number one, Birth of a King by Tommy Prophet. Um, I, already, I, already, I already talked about it a couple weeks ago on my top 20, album, top 20 yeah. uh, albums uh, of, the year, of the year in 2020. And honestly... Out of all 
of the Christmas albums I've listened to. This one is just a, 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 an amazing experience to listen to listen to it's it, we talked about trans-siberian orchestra it's pretty much like this this album is pretty much trans-siberian orchestra plus trap music plus it sounds like the movie <laughs> soundtrack too which kind of makes sense which kind of makes sense just because he produces for nf and he also yeah. produces for trailers and for um commercial spots as well yeah. it's refreshing it's original it's epic it's passionate and it's just an amazing ride. Now, here's the thing. Tommy Prophet didn't need to make a monumental album such as this, but he did, and I'm so happy that he did. And just go just going a little deeper on a little deeper on that, it's like the the guest spots have, are amazing. They even he even got Avril Lavigne to be on one of uh, one of those songs as well. And it's just such an incredible music a uh, musical experience that everyone should uh take the t take the time to listen to it's around an hour long but each but each song is just it's just so powerful and intimate at the same time it's just an amazing chris it's just an amazing christmas experience yeah. So that's my that's my number one right there. Yeah, I did go back and listen to some more of that after you mentioned it in our last discussion. And uh, it's a good album for sure. I need to give it more attention before I could have put it on my list. But yes. it's definitely something worth checking out. All right. So number one for me, uh, it, you kind of mentioned it, uh, but kind of not. Because you mentioned Reliant K's Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hand, that's which was their original Christmas EP. Uh, my number one is Reliant K's Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Deer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which was the Deck Your Halls, Bruise Your Hand EP, plus like a whole other EP to make a full album. Yes. And this one, for all the same reasons that you like the original, you know, it's it's got that, the, the, that pop punk feel that's so specific to Reliant K uh, in that, in that way that drives you up the same way, reason I talked about is how, how, how their lyrics are just so, so generic and yet so powerful and how they're able to pull them off. Uh, there is, well, I say generic, that's not what I mean, not generic, yeah. but how they're so real. They're just, you know, genuine, I guess, as just, as you were writing it in a journal kind of thing. Yeah. There is uh a spotlight song on there for me, which I don't think probably would be anybody else's favorite. I've never heard anybody else really mention it. And honestly, I forgot to write down what the title was because the titles, all their titles were weird. But it starts off with this lyric, which I think is, is perfect for where we are here in 2020. And the lyric is, I made it through the year and I did not even collapse. I got to say, thank God for that. This this Merry track Merry Christmas that, here's to many more that's the one that's the one this song uh you know I I come from a, a recovery background so I've been in involved with Celebrate Recovery which is a Christian 12-step program for goodness 14 years a long time now uh, I lead a program at my church and I'm the the main ministry leader for the last couple of years this song speaks recovery to me. This song is about someone who's just been struggling at the end of the uh, at the end of his rope, ready to just 
end it all or ready to just walk away from it all. You know, the song leaves kind of that open for interpretation of exactly how far this person is willing to go, but just down in the dumps, rock bottom. And yet at some point he realizes, no, I've got all these people around me. Mm. I've got so many people that are here. And then that's kind of that realization of it's not over. You know, it's, it's not, it's not the end. It's not worth uh, throwing everything away for just because we had a bad season, just because we had a bad year, just because we had a bad few years. It's not, that doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. And so hang in, hang on, keep going. God's got your back. And there are so many people around you, probably more than you even realize that are there to lift you up, that are going to be there to walk you through this. And so that, that song really speaks a lot to me uh, personally, because I was there, you know, I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've been at the lowest point, uh, which I thought there's no way out of this. There's no way I can ever be used by God again. There's no way that my Mm -hmm. marriage is going to survive this, all that kind of stuff. And yet God is faithful. Mm. and God kept me from giving up and God got me through all the worst of that and brought me to the best place I've ever been. And if I could go back and change all the mistakes that I made back then, I wouldn't want to, because then I wouldn't be who I am now. Yeah, for sure. And that's that song. That's a lot of baggage to put into that little song, but that little song really speaks to the heart of me at Christmas time. Cause Christmas time, you know, it is the season where those who are struggling feel it the most. Yeah. You know, especially when when you're struggling with family, struggling with friends, or struggling that you're you don't have those, you know, in your life at the moment. And so to to feel that, to feel a song written so genuinely from a band that most most of that album is just goofy covers or and uh, you know having fun at Christmas, and then have that, and then also I hate Christmas parties on there as well. Yes. Both of those, those you know, really get you in the feels. Those are the 2020 feels that we're all getting this year, and yet end with a hope. You know, end with this hopeful note of even if this isn't your best Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas is the start of something great. Yeah, and if we can just hold on to that hope, mm-hmm. we'll get through the season. We'll get through this time, and. Uh, make it out the other side a little bit better than where we're at now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that album, that album in particular is like, is a, it's pretty much the combination of uh, the pre mm-hmm, Lorraine Clay, Reliant Kate and post. Mm-hmm, Reliant yes. Kate. Very much so. With the new out al- with the new songs, you see a new maturity in their, in their mute, um, in their music and everything. And honestly, one album that really sticks out to me is boxing day. Uh, one song. Oh yes, song, yes, song. yeah. I honestly, forgot that was on there. Yeah, Boxing Day too. Honestly, that song perfectly captures the day after Christmas. Like you build up, you're so excited, especially as a kid. You're so excited for Christmas, and then the day after is like, Christmas is over. Oh, um, we're the stockings. We got to pack them up and everything. But it's like Christmas, and that makes way for spring. Kind of like what you said. There's hope still yeah you know it's kind of like if anything that's a that's a good allegory pretty much of just like you know what let's get to this winter because it makes way for spring yeah and that's that's also uh the same feel you get from their chronicles of narnia song that's on that album which was uh 
in like a lion. Uh, it's yeah. always winter, but never Christmas. That yeah. thing, uh, which also has that same same beautiful message to it. Of you know, it's it's this is good, man. It's a good dang album. <laughs> yeah, it is. I well, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And that's all I got, man. That was that's it's fun. Christmas is fun. I can't. I like doing this radio station for this is the third Christmas season now that we've had for this radio station, and it is always a struggle to wait until Black Friday to start playing Christmas music for everybody. Because if it were up to me, it would be Thanksgiving. Like, no, I mean like November first. Let's go ahead and get it started. I mean, I heard. I heard uh, Winter Wonderland at my Walmart on September 30th. So why do I have to wait until Black Friday to play? <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's, I, I can't wait all year long to get to this season where we get to play it. And then beginning in uh, next Monday, I believe. Well, okay. When this is airing now for you, it's next Monday. When it's airing for us, it's already happening. Uh, this uh, every evening leading up to Christmas Eve, beginning either after the show that airs that afternoon or just straight at uh, 5 p.m. Central, we do Christmas all night. So Christmas music from 5 p.m. Central time or after the show airs all the way till I think at least 2 or 3 in the morning. Uh, give it a little bit of buffer before our morning shows start. But Christmas all night and then all day Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because uh, it's just it's just a fun dang time. You gotta have you gotta have that Christmas spirit, man. And uh, this year more than ever, <laughs> we need that. Yes, we need that feeling. Whew. Agreed. Thank you for having me on your show, man. Again to talk yeah. to talk music. It's it's honestly a lot of fun just to, yeah. just to talk about some uh, music that we've that we enjoy we've enjoyed for a long time and music that we just discovered. And, yeah, uh, we are enjoying recently. So. <laughs> we had more people watching this one than watched our uh, best albums of all time. So I think a lot of people are in the Christmas spirit right now. <laughs> no, it's, it's like in in my opinion, for those people that celebrate Christmas right when Halloween is over this year, go do it. I, I, yeah. I, I did not care at all. It's 2020. Just celebrate <laughs> as early as possible. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, I'll throw one more recommendation, and it's just a single song from Peabod, Never Ending Christmas. Yes. Go, go, go listen to that for yes. a fun capper to the show. Yes. <laughs> if I can remember, I'm going to commit to playing that as soon as this segment's over when we re air this on the radio. Oh, <laughs> yes. Peabod, Peabod is so good. I'm, I actually made a meme about him today. And he commented on my meme. So that oh, was, awesome. I'm going to go check that out. About that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank <laughs> you for jumping on. We shall talk soon about our next one. So, All right. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. If you'd like to see the video version of this discussion, or if you just want to laugh over on Instagram, go search and follow at the real AA batteries. He's got a lot of uh, fantastically hilarious Christian memes and just, he's a, he's a hoot to talk to. All right.
Good guy. A hoot? A hoot. He's a hoot. He's a hoot. To. He's a right, right hoot. Okay. <laughs> now, since Mo wasn't in on this discussion, I wanted to really quickly get her take. Mo, hmm. what are your top three Christian Christmas albums and your favorite secular selection? Okay, so we're just going to put it out there. Okay. This was really difficult for me. Right. Because I don't listen to albums. Mm. Matt and I have had this discussion. Mixes. I listen to, to mixes. I'm. I am a late 90s, early 2000s person at heart. I like, like something else to pick my music for me. Exactly. Which is what radio is, so I'm yeah. not going to knock it. I mean, and how <laughs> often do you actually like a full album of something? For Christmas, all the time. Okay, well, I guess <laughs> i Literally I'm, my entire list. I'm in the wrong here. Beginning Sorry. to end. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> but... Well, we all know that, though. <laughs> oh, it's different. Whatever. You know? She's just Whatever. different. But my number one. But you grow to love her, is what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> it's true. Like a good fruitcake. No. <laughs> There's no such thing as a good fruitcake. <laughs> you tend to get used to me over time. And then I'm not like, as bad as I first It's like prison seemed. food. Yeah. After a few months, you get indoctrinated, not indoctrinated, but uh, institutionalized, and you just get used to it. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Whatever. Um, if you know me at all, then this is not going to be any surprise that this is my number one for King and Country, A Drummer Boy Christmas. Which is their updated one. It is their updated the one. the EP, which mm-hmm. was Into the Silent Night. Mm-hmm. It's a very good album. Yes. Yes. I... We talked about it in the in the thing. You haven't heard it yet. The discussion that everybody else just heard. You're right. But we sorry. talked about it. Uh, don't have to apologize. It's, okay, it's good. This just just coming out right now. <laughs> 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 we talked about how freaking and country really is like a it's like a it's like a god tier level CCM artist. Like this is the CCM artist. All other CCM artists should be striving to be like. Yeah. Like they are a cut above everything else right mm-hmm. now. They transcend their genre. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no surprise. It's your number one. Good. I'm, I'm glad I did not disappoint. We said a lot of good things about them. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, my number two, which I didn't even really think that I would classify them as Christian, but I guess they are. Yeah. It's listed as Christian. <laughs> I'll be the uh, judge of that. Pentatonics. Eh, a Pentatonics Christmas. I know. It fits in the category, I guess. Yeah. But I wouldn't say they're a Christian band because there's only one member in it that claims to be a believer. Okay. And it's the the beatboxing guy. Okay. But, I mean, they're a hit with all the Christian families I know. Yeah. We'll give it to you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And then number three, I think she's also a favorite of yours. Maybe not her Christmas, but Plum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. yeah. And her Christian album is Behold. Behold. That just yeah. came out last year, I believe, last year. Yeah. Last year or the year before, but it is very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially that song. I also song just really great. like Plum. She is unique mm-hmm. and has been her entire very long career. Yeah. And yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. We play a lot of Plum on the station. Yeah. Um, so, all right, your secular so what, choice. What's next? My secular choice. Yeah. Oh, you ready for this? Ready. <laughs> Taking it way back to 1997. Okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. All right. <laughs> Snowed in by Hanson. Oh. <laughs> oh. I. 
love it. I love it. It takes me back. I get nostalgic. It makes me happy. I can only listen to it at Christmas time once a year. Yep. I love it. So disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Be upset with me all you want. Uh, of all <laughs> the Christmas albums. Of all time, though. Listen. Of all time. Yeah, and then Duck Dynasty also has one. <laughs> I would consider them Christian. I know. I actually went back and forth with whether or not to put them in my Christian list. Um, but yeah, they have a Christmas album. What's it called? Duck the Halls. Oh, of Duck course the it Halls. Is. Yep. Yeah, a Robertson Family Christmas. That's a couple years old. Sheesh. Um, but it's, it's 2013. Dang, it's older than I thought it was. Wow. I know. We were just talking about how time really flies. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we realized. That Larry Boy hmm. from VeggieTales. They're just they've just made a new Larry Boy episode for the new newly revamped VeggieTales over on TBN. And they build it as this is the first Larry Boy episode in 17 years. Mm-hmm. Larry Boy and the Bad Apple came out 17 years ago. A piece of a piece of me <laughs> dies every time you say it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How fast time flies when you're not having any fun <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we go to break, I got a bad joke. Oh. It's your favorite time of the week. You mean, you mean me saying that Hanson snowed in wasn't the bad joke? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a joke for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Why are there gates around cemeteries? I don't know, Matt. Why? Because people are dying to get in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we share something that we love. More Backroom Morning Show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to share with you some things that we love. Okay. <laughs> I should have asked this before. Does it have to be a product? No. Nah. Okay. So it can just be something. Literally anything on the planet. You ready? Yes. Christmas lights. Yay. I do. Yeah. I just love Christmas lights so much. They make me so happy even... Chris came home from work the other day, and I had taken our leftover white lights and stuck them across the kitchen cabinets, across the top of the cabinets, Uh and across the top of our entertainment center. And he was like, 
I never knew you were so big into Christmas lights. And I said, <laughs> they just make me happy. <laughs> when you were a kid, were you the kind of kid that decorated the room full of lights? Like your own room? Mm-mm. Like, that's what I did as a kid. Oh, My mom you would know buy what? me strands and I just... String them all around the room. You're right. Did you I do actually that? I did it on my ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I completely forgot about that part of my life until just now. It was great, right? That yeah. was one of the best memories. Huh. Being a kid. And we haven't done that with our kids. But our kids also have their own trees, so that might be accomplishing the same goal. Yeah. So I didn't have a tree in my room when I was a kid. Yeah. Trees got cheaper. You can buy a tree. They the really did get cheaper. Johnny's got a tiny little tree. Yeah. It's like a little Two foot tall tree. He Aww. loves it. Loves it. How cute. <laughs> He's all, I can't believe I have my own tree. Aww. It's adorable. That is cute. Ugh. How sweet. Also, invest in uh, uh, Wi Fi switches for those trees so you can keep your kids can keep their trees on as they go to sleep. And then when you go to bed, you can just turn them off on your phone and don't have to worry about fires. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We actually got remote controlled switches for all the main trees mm. in my village ah uh, yeah uh-huh i got an, a wi-fi uh switch for outdoors for an outdoor thing smart What's, which you can turn off and on but it's also cool because the app that integrates with it you can just schedule it turn on and off so it comes on every night at 5 p.m and turns off at 10 30 it's great brilliant yeah mm. it's fantastic all right Set it and forget it. Yeah. Ron Poopy. Okay. <laughs> All right. My thing is not the Wi Fi switches. <laughs> you could have fooled me. <laughs> uh, the thing that I love this week is JesusFreakHideout.com. This site is as old as Jesus Freak, the album. Uh, and it has been a huge source in finding not CCM Christian music. Interesting. Uh, they review a lot of it. They have release dates and all this for a lot of more of the obscure. And pretty much everything that's not CCM is obscure these mm-hmm. days. Uh, it's just, it's a fantastic resource. And you find out about a lot of bands that you never heard of. I'm still finding out about bands I've never heard of by using them and adding them to the station. Okay. So go check it out. JesusFreakHideout.com. All right, let us end with our verse for the day. Verse for the day is Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all that we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, please visit lovethynerd.com com slash give and choose LTN radio from the drop down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com and that gives LTN a small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no extra cost to you. Follow us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. A uh, quick reminder that next Tuesday night, uh, dun, we still dun, don't have the specific time, but we will have it announced uh, on our Facebook page, Twitter page, all that, uh, by the time that we know. Next Tuesday night in the evening, we are going to be going live on our Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash lovethynerd, 
for the Back Row Christmas Show. It'll be at least two hours long. We're going to be doing a lot of fun things, some interactive stuff with you guys that are watching and chat. Uh, you can donate to the Love Diner Ministry live there with some you know bits and gifts, but mainly we are going to be just having a good old time. It'll be our last episode of the year that we're recording uh, for airing on the radio station on Christmas Day in the evening. Uh, but we want you to be a part of that recording. We really want you to. So go twitch.tv slash love thy nerd. Subscribe to that or at least follow it so you'll get a notification about when we go on. And uh, like I said, it's going to be fun. We're going to do a lot of fun things. And it's going to cap off with <sighs> Mo and I doing the one chip challenge. Mm. And it's going to be miserable. Uh, our, our spouses are going to be here mm. to cheer us on and kind of narrate our pain. And uh, we're gonna tr- uh, we're gonna attempt to do some sort of challenge within the challenge. Don't know what that's gonna be just yet. Some sort of game or something. But uh, it's just we're just just come watch us die. Just come watch us die live on Twitch. That's I mean, what I'm. If anything, that's why you should be there. <laughs> <laughs> we might leave our will to you. You never know. <laughs> Uh, all right. And lastly, just in case you ever miss a day of the morning show, find the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Subscribe, rate five stars, and review something along the lines of it decks me right in the halls. Join us tomorrow morning for Back Row Rewind as we, as we bring you a collection of some of our best Christmas content throughout the years. Hear it right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. And Matt and I will be back with new episodes next Monday. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. Never mind. What? (laughs) No. (laughs) You should be proud of Mo right now because she just realized whatever she was going to say was going to come off sounding very inappropriate. And she stopped herself before syllable one exited her mouth. That's a skill she has had to develop. This is true. (laughs) Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. (laughs) 